we're all going to miss him. And there's really no other way to put it. I'm going to miss him tremendously, both as a Cleveland baseball fan and, and as someone who covers the team. Um, it's tough to see him go. And it's, it's such a, it was such an emotional final couple weeks with knowing he was going to be done. And then all of a sudden you had that final two-game series with Cincinnati and then knowing that his formal announcement would come the Tuesday after the season ended. And there were a lot of people walking around with sad faces, and I was one of them because he, he's been so much a part of everyone's life if, they, if you follow baseball for so long. And I wish him nothing but the best. And I certainly expect to see him back somewhere in the dugout uh, in a couple years. But for now, this, this seems to be what he needs. Well, he had some surgery yesterday, as a matter of fact, three different surgeries. He's, he's now going to be recovering some time. He's looking forward to grandkids and golfing. And as he said, and you heard it, he's looking forward to healing. But with that going forward, the the game goes on, right? And now the Guardians need to make that next step and was doing some readings with some folks around baseball that say, hey, the Guardians are going to look to take care of this sooner than later, but also not be in a rush. So let's go in that direction, Brian. What do you know? What do you think about the next manager with the Guardians, if you know anything? I've been pleasantly surprised that they aren't looking to promote from within uh, the minor league system or give the job to, to a younger coach around the league who, who may not be qualified. The four names you continue to hear are Texas's Will Venable, the Yankees bench coach Carlos Mendoza, um, Brian Sweeney, the Royals pitching coach who we talked about a couple weeks ago, and Ruben Niebla, also another former Indian staffer who's San Diego's pitching coach. These are all solid baseball people with a lot of experience in the game, and I, I think that's, that's a real positive because you don't want to see a repeat of the Maniacta era where the team comes out in red flashing lights saying we're not going to be good for a long time. Those names tell you that they, they want to try and continue the success that they've had. Brian, when you look at those guys, and maybe you can isolate, what does that tell you of the type of guy that they're looking at here, you know, the personality? What type of guy are they looking for? That's the funny thing, Ray. There's kind of no common link between any of them. Sweeney and Nabla having experience in the organization, but Venable and Mendoza are well thought of around baseball. And the fact that they have shown no overtures toward any of the veteran managers who are done after this past season, like Buck Showalter, I think they want to give a guy his first major league managing job here, but they want him to be someone who they don't have any doubts about and who can jump right in and get going. Brian Dulick is with us, Medina Gazette, talking a little bit about the Guardians. That's the biggest move that needs to be made by the Guardians, and then everything will fall into place after that. But, Brian, with that being said, how busy of an offseason do you think the Guardians will have? Because they obviously have some question marks going forward, offense and such. What do you think? Certainly the manager is, is far bigger than anything else. For the short term, I think when the winter meetings come around, that's when you'll hear the Shane Bieber talk start to flare up again, and that seems inevitable. It'll occur before the start of the season. Outside of that, it's really a blank slate, and I think that's by design that Mike Chernoff and Chris Antonetti have kind of kept everything close to the vest 
because there was so much uncertainty from the top with, you know, there were some financial issues depending on how this regional sports network bankruptcy cashes out that will affect the team's payroll and affect about two-thirds of the team's payroll. So it's kind of a, a waiting game until that gets resolved until the manager gets hired, and then I think you'll see the front office go into overdrive. And I think they'll be aggressive looking for bullpen help earlier rather than later on the free agency market, but they're obviously not going to go out and pay a ton of money to anybody because your closer is still locked in for many years in Emmanuel Classe at a very team-friendly contract. Uh, Brian, also, when you look at the injuries that happened to our starting staff, it opened the door and three guys performed very well with you. So I know you're never real fat with starting pitchers because you need them, but if there's an area maybe that the Guardians can wheel from a strength to maybe a weakness, would that be it? It would, and that's a luxury because even though there aren't any super pitchers that had a great year in the minors who didn't come up to pitch, the remarkable ability of the minor league coordinators and of the front offices in identifying these young kids who will be ready in two years is second to none. So I agree. We may not know who they are yet because, again, they, they weren't obvious late this season because everybody was with the Guardians. But that is a position of strength. And you hate to trade a Cy Young winner in Bieber, but it's a part of the, uh, the realities of the game, and they should be able to fill with, with young guys. Brian Dulick with us from the Medina Gazette. Brian, let's change gears. Talk about our Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson hasn't mm-hmm. practiced this week. Uh, all signs pointing that he will not be able to go. It surprised a lot of people a week and a half ago when he didn't start in that football game. What do you know from covering this team about his shoulder? Jeez, that's that's the question that no one outside of Deshaun <laughs> Watson and probably the, the team doctors can answer. It's played out very oddly with GM Andrew Berry saying that it was the decision of the team not to play him out. Kevin Stefanski repeatedly saying that it was Deshaun's decision. It seems to have been Deshaun's decision, and the severity of the injury is, is really what's being uh, the, the tightest secret around the organization. All signs point to P.J. Walker starting, coming off the practice squad and starting on Sunday against the powerful 49ers. It's a better choice than... Um, DTR, the backup whose name is too long to go through, uh, <laughs> that they used in their, their previous game. Walker started for Carolina. He'll be fine. That's an adequate replacement. But Watson's uh, health, if he's not ready to go after the bye, after sitting out a week, I think we all need to worry a little bit because there was dishonesty from the team on this the entire injury status prior to the bye, and, and they still haven't exactly come clean on what's going on. So it's, it's a real mystery. And you're obviously not dealing with a player of high character, so you don't expect him to speak the truth. And we're all just kind of in a waiting game. Yeah, and that really puts a monkey wrench into everything, right? I mean, oh, you've, yeah. you've had some offensive question marks, and then you lose Chubb, and now Watson's not there. Um, you already lost your one offensive tackle for the season. Mm -hmm. Your defense is playing lights out, let's say that, but, boy, major question marks with this offense. Yeah, you don't want to say the season is over if they don't have Deshaun Watson, but as you said, honestly, it might be, because this team has no hope of scoring a lot of points, 
And that is what the NFL is about now, regardless of how well the defense plays, which is why I think this may be a turning to a little more of a soap opera than it even is now before it gets resolved. Because, let's face it, they're probably going to go out and get thumped by the 49ers, even with a fully healthy Deshaun Watson. They probably get buried with, by them on Sunday. And then you reach the point where you're 2-3, and three and there's all sorts of heat on people in the organization. So this, this really this is not a good sign to be happening at this point in the, as we approach mid-October with them. Brian, I'm not trying to, to, to aim the arrows here, but if let's say they do lose, and who knows what happens. The yeah. Niners are coming off an emotional win. They might be full of themselves, and Browns might uh, rise up with some turnovers and stuff with that defense is playing. Right? So you never know. You play yeah. the football game out. But let's say they do lose, and let's say they lose big to the Niners this week. Is that seat hot for Kevin Stefanski? Yes. Yes, it will be. And rightly or wrongly, he's going to, going to be put in that position. I almost hate to see it, but he knew the situation coming into this year where there was going to be enormous pressure on him to win and win now with no excuses. And that's always the first move when the GM or the president of a team decide they want to save their own hide for another half season. You sacrifice the coach. And Kevin knows that. He's a grown man. But it's going to be unfortunate, but that's exactly what's going to happen. His hot seat is going to get even hotter after this week. And, again, with the Watson quandary hanging uh, hanging over everyone, it's just a bad thing. It really is. The Cavs season starting couldn't be better for Cleveland fans because I just don't like the way everything Browns-related is, is rolling. I know you're a big Cavaliers fan. we got another preseason game tonight. Yeah. A lot of young guys come in. Uh, you Obviously, excitement for this team, right? Yeah, you know, they're a solid top-six playoff team. They are going to need to do some soul-searching at some point this year about if they're tough enough, but it's it's a refreshing change coming into a season where you know the guys on the team, and it's a good group of solid professionals who, who want to win for the city. So I'll take that any day. 